Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello and welcome to the team sheet. May I commend you on your listening choice. In this podcast, you will hear from some of your favourite voices from across the Views from a Sofa network debating the best team of 11 players within a set criteria. Sometimes this will be serious, like the best England 11, and sometimes less so, like the best players whose names are food buns. The boys will tell you the criteria they are working within at the start of each episode. The formation for the team will always be 4-4-2 and given that they're all in their 30s, unless they say otherwise, the teams will be formed of players since the creation of the Premier League and the invention of football in 1992. That's it. That's all you need to know. So over to the boys. Hello and welcome to a very special Team Sheet podcast. We have the full crew in today. We have Ben, we have Dave H, we have Dave I, we have me, Joe, and we have Luke. We are going to discuss today the Premier League 1-11 to since the formation of football in 1992. So a big topic. And I'm going to throw a question out to all of you. So start with Ben. Ben, you are an Everton fan. Can I ask how many uh, Everton players you have in your team? None. I Luke. tried. I really tried. No, I tried to find a place for him. I did, but we we haven't had any one that's been the best Premier League eleven. We're Everton, for God's sake. When's the last time he won anything? Luke, Luke, you're an Aston Villa fan. How many players have you got from Aston Villa in your team? Two, mate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad you're taking this seriously. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see how Steve Staunton fits in your team. <laughs> um, so, so I'll admit I'm a Villa fan and I have zero Villa players in my team. Dave H, you're a Man United fan. How many players do you have from your team? Well, I so, so I've, had, I've had a bit of feedback from a couple of uh, listeners um, on my distinctive Man United bias. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Dan. Uh, and um, so I was really tempted to go one to eleven today, all United. Um, but I, I haven't done that. Um, I've, I've tried to be as uh, as fair as possible. I've got. I'm just quickly having a look. I've got five five United players in my eleven. And can I just say, can I just say, if Luke's got two Villa players in there, what are you doing, mate? We're not, you know, we're not, you know, we're not doing, you know, we're not doing the non-top six pod today. You know, we're doing the all-time Premier League best. I just, I like mean, to... yeah, they are, they are conspicuously linked, but they have played for Villa. <laughs> I mean, I, I was expecting Tyrone Mings from Joe, but I was not expecting you with a couple. Well, you'll see. Well, mate, you'll see when it comes to it. Oh, you, the expectations uh, building. And Dave, I, you are a Blues fan, so I presume you've got none. Is it even worth asking the question? Uh, I've got eight. <laughs> <laughs> when, you say, when you say Blues, you mean Birmingham, just to clarify yeah, that for yeah. everyone. Yeah, because, oh, none of them. Because people of might them. go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, the dirty of the Blues. Have they been in the Premier League? <laughs> we were in there for a brief, fleeting, but beautiful period. 
Lovely. All right. So we've got so many people on the line that we're going to have to have a bit more admin than we normally do doing this list. I feel what we're going to do is we've got we've got the one to eleven. So goalkeeper, right back, left back, two centre backs, right midfield, left midfield, two central midfielders, and two strikers. What we're going to do is we're going to go around in turn, um, and we're going to ask people to present their like present their player and any argument they want to support that, and then we're going to um, either agree or disagree um we're going to try and keep it in terms of alphabetical order um it's all going to go horribly wrong very shortly but what i'm going to do is start with you ben and ask you to give us your premier league best ever goalkeeper i i think this is one we're all going to agree on surely it's got to be peter schmeichel it's got to be it's it's got to be him the man is absolutely solid as a rock um never really had a dodgy goalkeeping period that most goalkeepers actually find themselves going through. You know, every every goalkeeper has that spell where you go, he's past it. I don't really think Peter Schmeichel ever got that. He's past it goalkeeping period. And he was part of some of the greatest Premier League winning teams ever. So I think it has to be Peter Schmeichel. There you go. Just, okay, so I'm going to go to you, Dave H. I assume you agree as a Man United fan. 100 million percent. I've just realised that this is probably one of Luke's Villa players. Um, but, uh, but, um, yeah, I've, just, I've literally just, I've just twigged what he's doing. Um, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, 100, def, def agree. Um, I think, you know, he's an absolute all-time legend. Is there's no question about that. When, you, when, you're a, when you're a goalkeeper, I mean, when you're, when you're an outfield, outfield player and you're like um, really, really special and you get like a move named after you, you know, they do like the, the, the Cruyff turn or whatever. You know, you know, you're really good when you're a goalkeeper and you invent a save. Uh, I think that I think that's really special. So the, the, the classic uh, Schmeichel starfish save um, that he pulled off against Inter Milan in the Champions League run in 99. Um, you know, he's absolutely brilliant. And um, it was a no, this was a no brainer for me. This was a really easy one for me. Thanks, mate. I was looking for a simple yes or no, but cheers for that detail. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are doing a two-hour pod, aren't we? Just... Uh, Dave, I do you agree? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was one of the it was one of the two great Danish goalies that the Premier League's seen. It's between him and Thomas Sorensen, but I ended up going for Peter Schmeichel. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so for, for my for my my two cents, I, I I would agree as well. I think the only person for me that ran him close was Petr Cech. Um, just for a bit of longevity and for being in that classic Chelsea team, but I, I had gone Peter Smichael and Luke as a next Villa player. Did you also, did you go for Smichael as well? So I've gone for Aston Villa goal Danish goalkeeper Thomas. No, I'm joking. Um, Peter Smichael, of course. <laughs> right. Well, that is that is a good start. Unanimous decision. Peter Smichael's in goal. Um, right, Dave H. I'm going to come to mm. you next for a right back, please. So uh, right back was a funny one for me because in in my head, it's a no brainer. But also when I look at the rest of my team, he seems like woefully out of his depth at the same time. Um, so I've gone Gary Neville at right back. Um, he was an you know, absolute stalwart for United, 400 uh, Premier League appearances, five goals. And, you know, very underrated in terms of his delivery from... Um, the, the right uh, linked up with Bex really well on the right hand side um, but when I look at the rest of my team I kind of think that he's the worst player in it but um, I've, got, I've gone for Gary Neville Dave Dave I 
concur? I do. I do. I've, I too have gone for Gary Neville, if not just for just for his sort of anger that he used to he used to show. He was he was an underrated, angry player, and he's now turned into a reasonably well-rated, angry pundit. So yeah, I'm sticking with Gary Neville. Cool. And just to, um, I mean, we'll go through the, the the people's view as well, but I also have Gary Neville. And given that more than half of us have got Gary Neville, I think he is, has to be in the team unless. Uh, Luke or Ben is going to remind us of a person that we'd absolutely forgotten. Um, Luke, are you going to do that? No, same. Gary Neville. I think this is, this is probably my easiest choice, um, to be honest. Yeah, similar reasons for everyone else. I think I think for me, the good thing about Gary Neville is he was at United for such a long time and you know they rebuilt the squad numerous times and he was always there at the right back. Like he, The longevity of him was unbelievable. So I can't really go with anyone else. And Ben, Tony Hibbert? Uh, he was he was he was he was left back, I think. Um, so we'll get to him. Um, I've gone Gary Neville. There's nothing else to say, is there? I mean, when you're thinking right back, it's Gary Neville. And what I've realised looking down my team, where Dave H has said kind of the worst player in his team, which you know gives a good testament to the rest of his team. To be fair, because Gary, ne- Gary Neville was an amazing defender. Um, what I've realised putting my team together is I'm not a big fan of like a flashy player. I really like a player who just gets the job done and comes in and does what he does and that's it. So as I'm putting my team together, I'm thinking there's no one here that, with the exception of maybe one person in the team, there's no one here that you look at and go, it was it was full of skills and tricks and stuff. And that's kind of what I liked about Gary Neville. He just kind of did the job he needed to do, did it really well. And, and that was that really. I, to be honest with you, Ben, I, 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 and actually, to be honest with you, Dave, I, I, I think we we're being a bit cruel on Gary Neville there. I think he he is a bit underrated, to be honest. I mean, he's got 85 England caps. He's got 400 appearances for Man United. He's not a bad, you know, he's not a bad player. He's not a glamorous player for certain, but he is. But he like he does a job. Um, so okay, Piers Michael and Gary Neville, which is worryingly Man United heavy at the moment. Okay, <laughs> loving it. <laughs> Dave, I am going to come to you for a left back, then, please. A left back. Now you've you've been brave. The the way the alphabetical order's landed, you've given me the opportunity to name one of my all-time favourite Premier League players in this position, um, who is of course the, the the former Republic of Ireland left back with a beautiful left foot, Ian Hart. But I resisted the temptation because I figured that I'm unlikely to get him past past you for uh, uh on, on into the team so i'm gonna i thought i had another thing and i ended up going for x arsenal and chelsea left back and england left back ashley cole again he's very attacking left back who's a bit ahead of his time but he was one of those he was the first of the breed that, of attacking left backs that also could defend really he was he was pretty solid at both ends of the pitch um Good stats going forwards, uh, part of excellent solid defences in the, the sort of Mourinho Chelsea time and the Arsenal uh, Arsenal team as well. Um, yeah, bit of a prat, but Ashley Cole, good footballer. Well, <laughs> so it's me next, and there is a bit of egg in my face here because I had um, Ian Hart down. Um, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, I, I you know, could have got two out of five straight away, mate. Um, I also have Ashley Cole. Um, he's a weird one, isn't he? Because, you, you know, <clears throat> not a very likeable bloke. 
Um, and a bloke that I'm fairly jealous of as well. But also, re- like a really decent, like a really decent footballer. He probably is like the opposite of Gary Neville in terms of fullbacks. In terms of he actually brings a bit of glamour um, to the game. I, I think you know, it, he he was an obvious one for me when I was putting the team together, which is a worry. I mean, I feel like it's going to get a little bit more controversial down the line. Um, but yeah, I I had I had Ashley Cole. Uh, Luke, I'm going to come to you next. Did you did you have Ashley Cole or did you have Steve Staunton as predicted? <laughs> um, I also went for Irish left back um, Steve. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> yeah, Ash, Ashley Cole. Um, I did have a few others. I won't come on to him yet in case anyone mentions them. But um, like everyone said, he was probably one of those first fullbacks to you know the complete fullback almost. And I, I don't know if anyone anyone else would agree, but I, I almost think he's probably the most complete fullback in football history. <laughs> That's bold. Um, it's bold. So, I mean, I can't think of anyone else who's more complete than him, both attacking and defending. But um, there we go. Ashley Cole. Outside of of Matty Cash, of course. Um, Ben? Who's also a right back. You're doing well with that today. I'll tell you that. You're doing well with that today. (laughs) And he's a Villa fan. That's Paul. He just said full, but he didn't say left back. Uh, Ben? Um, I mean, it's predictable, isn't it? But you have to go Ashley Cole. I think the thing with Ashley Cole is... Defending's not a glamorous part of the position when Ashley Cole first started, like when, when Ashley Cole was coming through and making a name for himself. And it's kind of like Dave said, he, he became that first kind of proper attacking or at least put a name on proper attacking fullbacks and almost became that first wave of how defending's changed. Gary Neville's almost the end of how you used to use right backs and left backs. And Ashley Cole's almost at the beginning of how we use them now because they're almost not defensive positions anymore. To be honest with you, they're, they're, they're pure attacking and he was the beginning of that and was really good at it because he had the defensive side you had to have to get in the team in the first place. So it's got to be Ashley Cole. I agree. I agree with you totally on that, by the way, Ben. There was a thing for me when um, when I was growing up, like the quintessential left back was like Paolo Maldini, who was like just a proper left back, like wasn't a forward attacking player at all, just fitted in nicely in that back four and wasn't adventurous. I'd say the same about quite a few of the players that were in the Premier League. And then when got to like Ashley Cole and to lesser extent Gary Neville's like generation, the amount of forward play they can bring in. And like you look at people like Trent Alexander Arnold now, who's just a completely different player to what we you know, compare him to Palomardini. I appreciate left back versus right backs, so don't call me out on that. But yeah, like you know, look you look at it, you look at the difference. So okay. We are in for Ashley Cole. So we've had, I think, no challenge to any of the first three. Which leaves me. Am I, am I not getting a shout, mate? We're scared for your choice, mate. We're really we're, excited. We've gone for Dennis Irwin and just leaving. Right, Dennis, Dennis Irwin. Then I've, I've sod it. I've gone to the United Eleven now. Sod that. Um, no. Sorry, Dave. I did no, that's fine, mate. It's no, it's no, it's no bother. Um, I know where I stand. I know you know. I've had feedback from a few people saying that you know my opinions aren't really valid. Uh, again, shout out to Dan. Thanks, mate. Um, so, uh, you know, it's good to know that my co-host shares those opinions. So thank, thanks very much. Uh, no worries. No problem. I've, I, I would like to profusely apologise, not on behalf of Danny, who's accurate, um, but I shouldn't have missed you out. So um, did you have a left back, mate? <laughs> oh, you do want it. You do want it. Uh, no, I, um, yeah, I had Cole. I had Cole. Bad <laughs> human. Bad human. Great left back. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, mate. 
I'll wait for my um, my my sort of summary until after everyone's cast their vote next time. That's can, good feedback. Can, can, can I just give a shout out to Dennis Irwin though? Because I read this and apparently Alex Ferguson said that Dennis Irwin was his greatest signing. So come on, I, I had I, I had it was genuinely like a bit close for me between Cole and Irwin, but I, I think Cole Cole was the better player, but Dennis yeah. Irwin was. Dennis Irwin was awesome. And, and also with Irwin, the great thing you got about Irwin, such a utility player, like you can stick him anywhere and he'll do a job. Um, so, yeah, a good shout out to Dennis Irwin, definitely, because he was brilliant. But but, but Ashley Cole's a left back, yeah. definitely the better player. Yeah. i tell you what, the Republic of Ireland have generated some awesome left backs, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> that is true, actually. Like, it's, it's one of them where it's like one weirdly specific position. We did the, um, we did the Home Nations one and we... What was the team that had like... Had no players apart from all one position. What team was that? Was that that Northern Ireland. I think I think it's Ireland. I think it's Republic of oh, Ireland Scotland. now. Yeah, and it's, Scot- it's Ireland now. You know, it's Ireland now because it's Doherty and Coleman. Yeah, and then also at the and we had um, Scotland who had uh, Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney as their two best oh, yeah. players, both left. <laughs> Not ideal. Um, right, that was the um, the non-controversial ones over. Um, I'm going to hand over to Luke now for two centre-backs. The Wrestling Predict Cast is a podcast like no other. Each episode, the Predict Cast team discusses, debates and predicts the outcomes of upcoming WWE pay-per-views in an ongoing competition. What is so unique, you ask? This is an interactive podcast where you can go head-to-head with us and your fellow wrestling fans with a chance to win WWE merch each episode. Just search the Wrestling Predict Cast, subscribe, and take part for your chance to prove your WWE knowledge and fandom dominance. That's the Wrestling Predict Cast, wherever you get your podcasts. If we get clean sweeps on this, we might as well just stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, I found this quite difficult, but I'm worried that everyone's going to pick the same two. But here we go. So, the first one going for is Aston Villa centre-back, not in the Premier League, John Terry. Um, so, John Terry, massive figure at Chelsea. Um, he kept the team together on the pitch. You know, he was a typical English defender, strong, good in the air, fearless, good tackler, read the game superbly. Um, and he's one of those players. I can't think of a particular match that he stood out, he, but that's just because he was such a consistent performer and like played so well in every match that his like excellent performances just became normal. So, I'm going to go John Terry for one of them. And the second one I've gone for, Rio Ferdinand. Um, again, tall, strong, um, calm in possession. Um, twice the world's most expensive defender. But yeah, I, I just think that, uh, although they weren't great for England together, um, but I think it's on their own as centre-backs for the Premier League, best two. Great stats as well. Thank you for bringing those to the party. Right. So John Terry and Rio Ferdinand's the entry from Luke. Ben, your thoughts? Um, I've gone Rio Ferdinand as well. I think he almost seems a bit of the obvious choice there. I'd be surprised if we don't all have Rio Ferdinand because he was so solid in the Premier League. He did such a fantastic job um, for United. And like you said, tall, strong, intimidating, but not quite as intimidating as my second defender. And this one might be slightly controversial but I've gone Sol Campbell I've gone Sol Campbell for the second centre defender because I think as a commanding presence in one of the best Premier League teams you couldn't beat it he was just someone who you not not necessarily known for like the pace that Rio Ferdinand had to add to his game but like Sol Campbell you just 
imagine going up against him. Imagine having that. You're the striker that has to go up against Sol Campbell, and he just had that command of that defensive area and was just. I I don't I don't think he's underrated, but I think there's other names that always get mentioned before him that I think's that little bit unjust. So I'm 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 going Sol Campbell. Okay. Um, Dave H, I'm going to come to you this time. Excellent, thank you. Um, I've got 100 gone Rio Ferdinand. I think he's an absolute shoeing. I think uh, he was he's the best English defender of my generation. No, no question for me. Um, you can't have John Terry because um, he's just not a good bloke, and I hate John Terry. Um, so uh, I've left him out. And controversially, my other one is captain, leader, legend, and it hurts me to say all three of those words because it's Vincent Company mm. is the other one that I've gone for. Um, you know, as a United fan, not nice to put him in, but at the same time, was all always pretty envious of City with Company because I just think he's an absolute colossus at the back. Um, always turned up in the big games, thinking of his goal against us, the header from the corner, also his goal, um, that last-minute screamer, uh, for for City as well, uh, really showed up in the big moments, and I think it, I think if he wasn't so injury prone, I think he'd be an absolute dead cert for all of us because he would have he would have played more and 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 got you know got more recognition. But I just I just think Vincent Company was absolutely awesome. Um, I think him alongside Rio Ferdinand is just like he's not conceding. I so I've gone Ferdinand and Company for me. Just to say, mate, we we're all jealous of Company during lockdown. Um, Dave, I. <laughs> that didn't get the laugh it deserved that one because it was um, shocking because it was shocking <laughs> that's why <laughs> that has um, to be cut that absolutely has to be cut I'm leaving it in for his embarrassment I'm leaving it in purely for the embarrassment factor that's what I'm leaving because I want people probably, to listen back and genuinely cringe just, on their way to work that's what I want I just crumble I just crumble when I'm hosting mate just crumble when I'm hosting yeah right. host a lot dude. I've only just got it Dave <laughs> <laughs> It's probably more embarrassing because I was the one that laughed at it. Sorry. <laughs> you were being yeah. polite. Fair play to you. Dave. Um, well, um, I have um, stuck with my brown nose and roots and I have followed the lead of the producer of the podcast. I am sticking with Ben uh, with his selection. I've gone for Rio and Big Soul Campbell. Um, we haven't done... Uh, we've, we've spoken enough about Rio. Agree with everything. He's a sort of cavalier footballer. It was great. Um, Sol Campbell. Uh, he uh, was just solid. He's. I think it's interesting how we are picking so many English players and English players from the same era that played in the same England team that didn't win anything, and yet we're still picking them in the as the greatest defenders that the Premier League shown. And I, I, I honestly. Coming up against Sol Campbell and Rio Ferdinand in centre defence, I don't know how where you'd start trying to get around them. So yeah, I'm sticking with those two. Thanks, mate. I was just working out the maths on this, and it's not ideal um, <laughs> <laughs> because the two that I have gone for, um, I haven't gone for Rio Ferdinand, which in hindsight, um, I just don't think I like Rio Ferdinand that much, to be honest. I don't know why. It just I just I. Just not, just not, I'm just not a huge fan. Um, maybe less than all of you. So I have gone for John Terry for the reasons that Luke raised. I think he is actually amazing. And I think one of the things that I have um, kind of factored into my decision making when I'm not sure on who I'm going to select is the, the kind of the impact they've had at the club they they were at. 
Um, and I think that plays in later as well. Um, and the other person that I've had is Vincent Company, because I completely agree with everything Dave said. <laughs> That's the sort of random thing. So what we've done um, is we have four votes for Rio Ferdinand, who has made our team. And we have specifically two votes for John Terry, Sol Campbell and Vincent Company. And rather worryingly, I think we've all backed, uh, well, we have all backed at least one of them. I think. Yeah. Has anyone backed two of those? I have. Yeah, Joe has. But I think what we have to do is all have one vote. Okay. I was going to say go for back six. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I'm going to try and squeeze Sol Campbell into straight up front. Um, He could do a job. He could do a job. Okay, so we're all going to have one vote then, and let's just see how this works out. Because I imagine we're going to get two, two, one. Um, That's fine. Luke, Another vote. Luke, Luke, you went first. Yeah, John Terry for me. I mean, you having John Terry. This is what this is my concern. Yeah. Uh, ben, Saul well, Campbell. Saul Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> Surely it's just you having the deciding vote here. Yeah, Jack. that's exactly yeah. what it is. Jack. You get to decide yeah. who's going to be the person. It works out lovely for me. Um, well, well Sol Campbell's got two, hasn't he? <clears throat> Company and Terry have got one. Yeah, Joe, 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 you've just got to pick them, you mate. You've just got to decide between the yeah. between your two. It's either Terry or Company. And then we have to vote on them last two. That seems un- that seems unfair on Sol because he's got two votes. Well, no, 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 because if you choose one of them, we then have, all all of us have to then vote on the two. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, fine. Well, I'm okay. I would go. I would go. I would go John Terry in that regard. Then, so you can choose between. So Dave's your... got the vote now. Then, Dave, do you want do you want Sol Campbell or do you want John Terry in your team? But you picked. But Dave picked Sol Campbell already. No, no, Dave never. Uh, no, he picked Rio Ferdinand and. and oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Dave H. Just oh, it's Dave H, right. <laughs> you're, you're listening to the production meeting of the Team Sheet podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was all going swimmingly until we all got until all the central defenders got two votes. So, the, so, so the H. guy who the guys whose opinion nobody validates and and who's been left out, I now get the deciding vote on the centre backs. Yeah, and you've already stated your hatred for one of the one of the parts. So, so I've got to pick between who? Sorry, John Terry and Sol Campbell. Good old Sol. Mainly because I hate John. So, see you later, John. Sol's in. Right, lovely. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's. I think that's. A, I think that feels. I mean, it feels uncomfortable that I've picked John Terry and Vincent Company, and neither of them got in. But other than that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've been done a bit there, but whatever. <laughs> right, okay, we're going to come back round then. So we're going to start our alphabetical order again, and we're going to go to you, Ben, for a right midfielder. Oh, this is where I'm getting controversial because there felt like there was an obvious choice here, and I didn't want to go for it. Is it Rule Fox? <laughs> <laughs> right, you're exactly, you're exactly right. Yeah, like you said, obvious choice. Um, so I've gone for more of a right midfielder for personal choice than like maybe staunch best Premier League 11 um, I've gone for Freddie Jumberg well, the reason I've gone for Freddie Jumberg is because he was powerful down that right side in a fantastic Arsenal team he wasn't necessarily as flashy as the person you're all going to say um, maybe potentially and um, he well, just 
absolutely, I mean, not much to say apart from absolutely solid right midfielder, did an absolutely fantastic job down that side, could run up players better than most uh, right midfielders at that time, which made him fairly uh, strong and fairly um, difficult to play against. Had a great cross and had a fairly decent shot on him as well. So I always rated him, really rated him as a footballer. Um, and he was kind of one of those that I put him in my team, thought, should I go for at least the two more obvious choices? And thought, no, I'm going to stick to my guns. I was kind of hoping you, I, I wouldn't be the first one to say his option before you guys did. But there we go. Yeah, Freddie Jumberg. Okay, Dave H, you agreeing? Freddie Youngberg. Freddie Youngberg. <laughs> yeah. So, Freddie Youngberg's a really good player. There's no doubt about that. How you're picking him over Cristiano Ronaldo is just beyond me. And and I feel like I feel like you've picked him. I feel, I feel like you've picked Youngberg because you just don't want to pick Ronaldo. <laughs> rather yeah, that's, than literally, rather. that's literally what I said at the very first sentence was, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go for the really obvious option here. And there you go. It's the obvious option because he's one of the greatest players of all time. Um, Ronaldo is an absolute shoeing. He's, he's the first person I put down. Um, 196 appearances for United, 84 goals, 42 goals in one season. Um, scored from 45 yards against Porto in the Champions League, won United the Champions League in 2008. Uh, scored three kicks against Portsmouth. The Maisie run against Fulham, I'm thinking of as well, was also a brilliant goal. Um, and just developed from a sort of scrawny little teenager when we signed him from Sporting um, into an absolute giant of a player. And, uh, and obviously Mate, he's you, gone on to... Did you say he scored a free kick against Portsmouth? Bloody I wanted hell. to bring that up. I also wanted to bring that up. <laughs> that, that in, my, in the highlight reel, the free kick versus Portsmouth and that one run against Fulham, I'll be, it's, it's top. It's top for me. Yeah. And I'll be honest, now you've said it, I feel like a, I feel like a prat. I completely forgot. Well, about they, the those, those two goals are, uh, are worth a wash, definitely. Um, and yeah, I, I think when, I think we all we surely we all agree that Ronaldo is an absolute dead cert for this um, team. Ben doesn't, mate. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest, Dave, I haven't put him in either. Um, <laughs> Dave, oh, <laughs> if we Dave were doing this on video, I swear he looks like he's about to pass out. <laughs> I, I I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, uh, um, yeah. Can I, can I just read you, just very, very quickly, sorry, Dave, before you come on. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo is not making your 11. Uh, I'm just reading the um, the article from Portsmouth 1, Arsenal 5, um, in which Lyumbo scored two goals against Portsmouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> really famously. Really, I'll be honest with you, really famously. And that's, for me, that put him top. Because, you know, you know, You've said it yourself. It's very difficult to score those goals. And his weren't set pieces. So that's all I'm saying. His was open play. Uh, yeah, but Ben, but Ben, did he have a major win against Fulham, though? I can find out. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, sorry. Dave, I were coming to you next. Yeah, I've gone for uh, Portuguese former Manchester United right winger Nani um, as, as my choice. Um, I've, I've, gone for, uh, I've gone for Ronaldo as well. Um, I don't think he was at his prime at Man U. Uh, I think he hit his prime after he left, but he was still, he's still up there. Um, I mean, he's not played for Mumbai City like Freddie Youngberg, but he's, he's up there as, he's up there still as Premier League great. Okay. I went for David Beckham. I didn't think that was a controversial. I didn't think that was too controversial of you. It's not as controversial as Freddie Youngberg, I tell you that. (laughs) Hey, come on, just trying to throw a little bit of spice in here. We've all picked exactly the same bleeding players for like at least five of these. 
Yeah, that is true. I, mean, I thought I went with David Beckham. I appreciate David Beckham kind of became a bigger star after he left the Premier League. But I think the same with Ronaldo, to be honest with you. I think um, I think Beckham really encapsulated the Premier League and the change of the Premier League kind of like late 90s, early 2000s. So I, 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 and actually, to be honest, I think I think highly of Beckham for what he did on the international um, scene as well. Um, so yeah, that's what that's where I'd go. Uh, Luke, what have you done? Um, I've gone for Man United right midfielder Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, he's <laughs> a pro. He's a pro. I'll give you that. That was that was very good. <laughs> um, for me, when I read this, I thought this was this was an obvious one because he's the only man to have ever been named in the FIFA World Player of the Year whilst playing in the Premier League. So, great there you go. that's great. Yeah, fair play. Great stuff. Okay, cool. Well, I'm 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 not unhappy with Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I think that's a I think that's a very solid choice. Um, okay, we're going to move on then. Dave H, we're coming to you for a left midfielder, please. A left midfielder. Okay, I have gone for <laughs> a, I have a guess. I can a have quite a guess. predictable choice. I, I feel like I feel like on this pod I was trying to demonstrate my non-Man United bias, and I promise I have got some other players uh, to pick from. But it has to be Ryan Giggs, doesn't it? Left midfield it has to be. Um, just the longevity of the guy. I mean, he, he played for just countless amount of years, didn't he? he? Just seemed to go on forever and ever. Um, he had 672 Premier League appearances and 114 goals. Um, and I just think, like for me, when I was sort of growing up and becoming you know, sort of aware of football, um, you know, sort of from 97, 98 onwards, Giggs was like the, the real sort of main guy for United at that time. And, um, and it just brings back a lot of really good childhood memories of like, you know, his, his goal against Arsenal in the FA Cup and um, his scuffed effort in the Champions League uh, for sharing him to score. And I think from like a nostalgic perspective, because, because it comes from my childhood and I, I remember those times, um, but also because he's a brilliant player, I, I, I've put Ryan Giggs in. I don't know what his record against Portsmouth was like, but um, <laughs> I, I did put him in. Uh, mate, it was certainly played against him. And to be honest, mate, when I was growing up in like 1991-92, it was also <laughs> a big deal then. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Dave, I can I have your view on midfield left? Yeah, I think there's, there's only one choice for this position, isn't there? Really, is. Uh... Ex Manchester United's skillful, curly haired, Jordi Cruyff. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Giggs. I gone for Giggs as well. It, it couldn't really be anyone else. I think he he personified the left winger uh, role. He was he was just fast, skillful, not afraid. Always tried to take his player on, and then he evolved as his career went on as well into a, a pretty solid centre midfielder as well, with a bit of creative flair um, as he lost his pace. Um, so, yeah, I'm going for gigs. Okay. I'm also going for gigs. Uh, Luke? Yeah, me too. Ben? Yeah, me too. Good. Okay. This is, cool. Yeah, this is, this is the, this is this, try to avoid this with Freddie Umberg and you'll shut me down, but here we are okay. making the Man United top 11. So I, w- me- I, w- I wouldn't worry, mate, because I feel like the midfielders and the strikers, <laughs> the rest of the mid- centre midfielders and strikers is going to be a bit of a, a, a beggar's muddle. Um, Dave's got his smile back now because he's managed to get. Crit- I mean, it's pretty much a Man United team at the moment, isn't it? Uh, so that's good. Um, I, I, I would say a call out though for Eden Hazard because 
he was unbelievable in the mm. couple of years he was in the Premier League and basically won Chelsea the, the title twice. Um, so he came close to me, but when you look at the stats for gigs, you can't really, yeah, you can't go different, can you? Um, Mark Overmars as well. He was a great player at the time. In the sort of Freddie Ljungberg. Yeah, he was, to be fair. No, he was. Um, I'm really happy with him as well. Yeah. Um, right. Sam Lazaridis. Dave. Oh, we are coming to you, mate. Easy, right. easy one for you, right? We want. We just want you to name the uh, the agreed upon, all five of us agree, on two central midfielders from the Premier League era. Easy. Boxing fans. You don't want dull stats, you don't want so-called experts, you want a boxing podcast by fans for the fans, you want From the Canvas, a boxing podcast you'd make with your boxing mates but don't have to because we have From the Canvas, download or stream wherever you get your podcasts. So I have gone for, and as I was putting this list together again, it's, I, I feel like I'm quite English heavy in my, my team, um, considering we haven't won anything. Um, but my centre midfield pairing is Paul Scholes. Okay. And Steven Gerrard. Okay. So for different reasons, Scholes for just, again, longevity is in, in such a good Man United team in, in that period. Uh, his creativity, he got farmed off onto the left for England and still still did a job out there. Uh, and he just he just always seemed to be there. He seemed to be the man in the right place, popping up with goals here and there. Uh, a, a sort of last-minute lunge at someone's shins when he needed to as well. Um, and he's just a solid player. You'd want him on your team rather than against you. And Steve Gerrard, uh, again, he... Similar to, I think, what you mentioned, Joe, for Beckham, like for what he what he did um, for Liverpool more than for England, but just carried a team, and he sort of led by led by example and really dragged a team through so many games, um, Champions League, Premier League. Um, so yeah, Steven Gerrard. I can't nothing more to say really. But I'm. Um... So, I, I, I'm next, and I, I agree with you on Steven Gerrard. I also had him. I think he dragged Liverpool through a lot of a lot of um, games. I just I, I remember some of the iconic goals. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to get rinsed. Um, but I do remember some of the iconic goals that he scored to bring Liverpool through Champions League ties, winning the Champions League with Liverpool. The the whole that that I mean that that team was not that good in my opinion and to win the Champions League and Gerard leading that team Gerard was an absolutely outstanding player in that team and so I, you know on the on the um on the base of what they've done for the club I think Gerard for me is in there the other person I've put in there is Frank Lampard now obviously I'm a big fan of Chelsea I've gone for John Terry and I've already been shot down but Lampard scored a phenomenal amount of goals um for Chelsea and he was really the driver what you know him and Lampard um were you know primary driving forces behind Chelsea when they became you know what they were um kind of on the same I I kind of see him and Vincent Company a little bit similar where you know they were the players they signed before they had all the money but they were probably the best players that they and that they did actually sign 
Um, I'm just looking at Lampard's record. He scored 147 goals in 429 appearances for um, Chelsea. So that's quick math is uh, you know better than one in three, which for for a midfielder is you know quite 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 unbelievable, really. Uh, so yeah, I'm going for Lampard for my suggestion. Uh, Luke. Yeah, so I'm also going for Gerard for reasons that both you and Dave have already mentioned. He, like, Gerard was a sort of player for me, like clock's ticking down, one final opportunity to save the day, and he's the man you wanted with the ball at his feet, and he, he, would, he would get you out of the, the crap. Um, could play in any position. He's one of these players, like if you could build a player in the late 90s, it would be a Gerard. He was just unbelievable. Um and then my second player, I mean, I found this really, really difficult. There's yeah. a, a number of players that I could have said here, but I'm also going for Frank Lampard um, because I feel like he was the first proper centre midfielder that we come to expect today in terms of those that score goals. That almost acting like a striker, and he was like the model for that. He was the first one to do that. Um, and now everyone expects that in their teams. Um yeah, just everything you just said as well, Joe. I just think it, when I came down to the stats and looked at everything, I just had to put I had to put him in. I'd, I'd put six in if I could, but yeah, yeah. Gerald and Lampard. Thanks, mate. There's 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 two really obvious ones for me that I'm surprised we've, we've all gone within three at the moment. There's two really obvious ones yeah. for me that we've mentioned yet. So it'll be interesting to see if it comes up in the next two. Yeah. Uh, ben, coming to you next, mate. This <clears throat> this. Kind of part of this is why Freddie Lundberg made my team because I looked at my team when I first went down it and I'm kind of going towards the Dave H camp here because mine's a little bit United heavy enough. For starters, I can't put Steven Gerrard anywhere near this team on on <laughs> on just on personal reasons, on moral values. There's no way he's getting anywhere near the Premier League top 11. Um, but I also went for a kind of different midfielder um, than other people have gone for. So first of all, I agree with Dave. I, I've gone Paul Scholes because I think... For a player that can turn a game round for with just one touch, one turn, one goal, it was Paul Scholes. A person right bang in the middle of that field that could absolutely switch it around. He was just everywhere and didn't wasn't like a flashy midfielder either. In in the like in what's in like much more of a modern sense, could do stuff that was you know straight down the line, perfect. You know, no no wonder there. But I've kind of gone for an area that none of us have really talked about, which is. Defence midfield, mm. and I've gone, I've gone Roy Keane, because I've gone for him commanding the middle of that field. I've gone for someone that, as well as going with Paul Scholes, you need someone who's going to marshal everything through the middle, and he was someone that could just calm that game down, that could just absolutely steady the ship, and was, you know, without a doubt, the reason that that United squad was as successful as it was. He was such an integral part of that, and I think it's almost really overlooked because of like the, the Frank Lampard that Luke was saying, that new flashy midfielder, you kind of forget how important that rock-solid defensive midfielder is, and, and Roy Keane was the, was the ultimate version of that. Cool. Thank you. That was one of the ones I was thinking. Um, was surprised I hadn't got a mention. Um, so that's good. We're spending it, love. Dave H, it's all riding on you, mate. Where are you going? Exciting time. So I am really throwing a spanner in the, in the works because I'm also going for Paul Scholes which I think does cause a bit of an issue. But um, Paul Scholes, for me, was the, and still for me, is the best English player in the Premier League history, um, for me. I, I think Paul Scholes was just 
as an all-round player, the most talented like player that we've ever produced. Um, you could stick him anywhere in the midfield, and he would do a fantastic job. He could, he, you know, he, he played deep for United sort of late on in his career, and uh, dictated the play from a deeper role. He could play in the number ten role. He could score goals. Um, he loved a little yellow card as well. And uh, for me, Paul Scholes is 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 an absolute dead cert. And then the the other one I've gone for is one that nobody's actually mentioned so far. Um, I had a bit of a toss up, to be fair, between. Uh, Roy Keane that Ben's mentioned, but I, I've actually gone for his arch nemesis. So I've gone for Patrick Vieira um, in the midfield over Roy Keane, which is a tough one for me to say. But I just think Vieira, for me, um, encapsulated that Arsenal team. And if we're talking about players that um, really stood for their club and did something for that side, um, Patrick Vieira was definitely that for Arsenal. And um it was just an absolute magnificent set of midfielder. I, I, I kind of thought when I was looking at my team as well, I looked at you know who would complement a Skulls in midfield, and I just think Vieira would be mopping up all the danger. He he can go forward, um, and I I just think it's such a class act in in midfield for Arsenal. So um, my two are obviously he's not getting in, but for me, Paul Skulls and, and Patrick Vieira. I have to say I think that and also Roy Keane very honourable mentions because. I think if you were putting three in central midfield and you were being realistic about formations, you would have one of them two in all day all day long. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just that if we're playing four four two, I think you know. Well, it's clear we've got um, three votes for Gerrard, three votes for Scholes, two for Lampard, one for Keane, one for Vieira. And do you know what? That probably is the top five Premier League central midfielders of all time. So I'm pretty happy with the the propositions. Yeah. Let's say about Paul Scholes. So again, I had a bit of a look at this. And if you look at the players, like he's a player's player, wasn't he, as well? If you look at the players that mm. rate and said stuff about him. So Xavi said, this is the Barcelona midfielder, said that um, if he'd been Spanish, he'd be high, high, highly rate, like higher rated than he was being English. Um, Pep Guardiola and Thierry Henry said if there's one player that could have played alongside him with Paul Scholes. Zidane said that not playing with him is the biggest regret of his career. So, yeah, unbelievable. And, it, and his biggest... Uh... His biggest uh, thing of all is that he's made our team. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Just you know, that was re- that was really positive, mate. Really good. Um, who did you pick again? No, he, he, was, he was my top four, mate. But he, you know, but I, for me, you can you had to have you had to have Lampard in. I also thought about Kevin De Bruyne, but he's just current, isn't he? So a few years down the line, you might think about him. But he's probably the best midfielder in the league at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, so well, I think. I mean, not everyone's happy with Scholes and Gerald, but that's where we're going with it. So, happy days. Apart from the uh, Merseyside and Manchester bias, um, everyone's gone for those. I would also say at this point, I've just noticed that I think Dave, I think Dave I has got every single one of his team in the unbelievable. team. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I don't think How, how's I he doing? I was keeping that quiet. <clears throat> I was keeping that quiet. <laughs> that's the reason, if, Joe, if, if, if the reason Joe's that. told us. Yeah, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen for the end. I'll, I'll, I'll vote against my own choice if you picked him. I've got no issue with doing that. Yeah. Well, the great news is I'm, I'm last on this one, so I'm just going to whatever, whatever, it, whatever it needs to, <laughs> whatever I need to do. Now, you know, uh, Connor Salmon's getting in the team again. Right. Um, so we are down to the final two, and we are on strikers, and this is not easy. I have to say. And that is why it gives me great pleasure to welcome my friend Luke to the podium to present us <laughs> with two strikers and give his reasons. 
If we get yeah. a clean sweep, mate, fair play. This was impossible. Um, but I've gone for probably my favourite ever Premier League player as the first one, which was Thierry Henry. Um, no one's won the Golden Boot more times in Premier League history. No one's assisted more in a season. Um, it's just one of these players that made football a bit fun, made it look classy, a bit effortless. Um, you know, the beautiful game under Arsene Wenger. Um, and I think he's one of these players at the peak who would have thrived in any era, in any Premier League team in history. I just think he was unbelievable and I can't imagine him not in this team. So that's my first choice. And my second choice is Alan Shearer. Um, because I don't want to pick any more United players, for one. <laughs> <laughs> and he famously turned down United to um, go to his boyhood club, Newcastle. Um, but again... You know, throwing some stats out there. He's the fastest to a Premier League century. Um, he's still the only Englishman to scoop the Golden Boot three years in a row. Um, he's scored 30 goals in three consecutive campaigns, hit 20 in seven. He was just an um, like he was just a goal machine and just an unbelievable player. And I just don't know, again, I don't know how you can have the Premier League 11 without Alan Shearer. Well, some big statements. I, I love when you make those statements. Like, you, you, I don't know how you can have a team without these people because I really hope then you've got everyone votes against you. Because <laughs> this makes Ben, um, coming to you next, mate. Do you agree? Um, I've gone for two very different types of players. So I've gone for my favourite striker of Premier League history. Very flashy, made football look amazing when he played it. Was the person that. As I kicked the ball in the football pitch, I'd shout his name as, as the ball went flying over the bar and never went in. But, you know, he's the person I'd pretend to be. And then I've gone for someone else who's a solid, absolute stalwart. Has to be in this team if you're going to consider Premier League 11s. And disappointingly, I've gone Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know these are the two. And, his, and when Luke said his favourite Premier League player, same for, my, same for me as well, for, for you know, Loved watching Thierry Henry play and some of the things he did and some of the you know the passes he could make and the way he could get the ball in the box and to other, and in the back of the net as well. Without with you wondering how has he actually managed to do that? How has he managed to to, to bend the ball, the physics that involves it? And Shear is just the opposite of that. Shear was literally just I'm going to smack this as hard as I can and it is going to hit the back of the net and then powerful headers and all the rest of that stuff to go with it. So yeah, Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer. Dave H, what are you saying? Well, this is. Um, I think this, I think we all agree when we were doing doing the prep for this. You look down the list of names for the strikers, and you're thinking, how on earth am I going to pick two from this list? And then when I looked at it again, I was like, well, actually, one of them's really easy for me, and it's Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry was a really easy pick for me. Actually, when I looked at it, Thierry Henry is one of the only players. Um, that I can think of where as a United fan, I still wanted him to do well, if you know what I mean. And, and I know that's a really weird thing to say when, you know, it's obviously in the early 2000s, he was a massive rival for my side, but you just can't help but love Thierry Henry. Just everything he did, he oozed just class. And um, the goal that he scored against United in 2000, that, that little flick up and spin and then the volley, that's one of those goals where, that's one of those goals where it's against your side and you sort of just go, yeah, that, fair, okay, fair, fair enough. That's actually outstanding, to be fair. Um, one of the only times that I've actually celebrated a goal uh, not scored by United was when he scored against Leeds 
um, on his comeback for Arsenal. I think everybody can agree that was just a joyous moment in football. Um, and he was just absolutely sensational. So Thierry Henry is an absolute dead cert for me. And then the other one that I've gone for is a bit, it, it's a bit controversial, but I don't think it's that so. I just think this guy was technically incredible. He scored two of my favourite goals of all time. His goal against Argentina in the World Cup when he pulled it down out of the sky. And his goal against Newcastle is, my, is, in my opinion, the greatest Premier League goal of all time. And that is Dennis Bergkamp. And I just think Dennis Bergkamp alongside Thierry Henry, I mean, it's just a partnership made in heaven. We know it works. We've seen it happen before. And Dennis Bergkamp was, on his day, technically amazing and just a wonderful player to watch. So I've gone Henri and Bergkamp up front. When you said his goal against Argentina, I literally started writing down Michael Owen. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought that's where it was going to. I thought that's where it was going to. And I thought it was going to say, ex-Man United player Michael Owen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dave, I... Now, question for you. Are you going to be truthful about yeah. your uh, your choices or are you going to now fit to the audience? <laughs> now, I This is going to reek of me rigging this to just pick, just so I've got my full 11 in. But I have I have a, an insurance policy that means that you'll know that this is, uh, this is my true team. I've gone for Henri and Shearer as well, I'm afraid. Okay. Do you want to add any more to that, or do you just want to scuttle off, knowing you're at the full health? <laughs> I'll just scuttle off. Quite happy to sit back, <laughs> smug. Well, so it's me to finish then. And I thought we were going to have real controversy on the strikers. <laughs> <laughs> but I have also gone Henri and Alan Shearer. I don't know how you do I like, I don't, I mean, I... I I totally understand where you're coming from, Dave, in terms of Bergkamp. I think he's an absolutely class player. But for me, like Alan Shearer was like, when I think of the Premier League, especially like in the sort of late 90s, I just can't, I just can't, like he's the he's the person that comes to mind. I think it's it's helped by the fact that he does all the punditry and stuff now and he's, you know, he's sort of fresh in your mind. But I mean, he was just such a good player and he won the Premier League with Blackburn and then went to Newcastle was like the record transfer fee at that point. And then he's just an absolute legend. Like, um, I just love that. Like, I just um, I can't remember who said it, but that there was a there was a joke about like, oh, what happens if um, what happens if you come back and Alan Shearer is banging your wife, and he just said I just put a blanket on him, and I and I <laughs> like, and I just love that about him. Like, I just think he's an absolute legend. And then Henri, like what a player. Like, I don't know. Like I, I thought that was going to be really really difficult in terms of we were all going to come up with different um, people, but then actually we've all come up with exactly the same apart from Michael Owen slash Dennis Bergkamp. Shout out to Wayne Rooney, who hasn't got a mention. Unbelievable. I thought Wayne Rooney was a shoo-in. I thought that was, I thought that was one, of, one of Dave H's for, for sure. Do you know what? It's really tough. And I also think, and I, I think we're underestimating Eric Cantona as well. Yeah. He was an, he was an absolute... So I, I, had, I had Cantona down alongside Henri. And then in the back of my mind, I just, I just completely crumbled and buckled to the pressure from the listeners and just thought, I can't name, I can't name Cantona because I'm going to get absolutely ruined. So uh, I went with Bergkamp. 
But it's it's interesting, isn't it? With with the Shearer thing, you know, obviously you can't argue about Shearer. He's absolutely brilliant. And like, you know, when you're when you're that kid in the playground in like the early two thousands, you're you're doing that Shearer. You're doing that Shearer celebration, aren't you? Like hundred percent. You're like, you know, if you actually manage to find the back of the net, it's a miracle. Um, you're 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 lobbing that arm up and running to the corner. Um, but I just I, the only reason I picked Burkamp was just because when I was when I was doing the eleven, I just was desperate to get him in in any way, shape, or form, and I'd have just stuck, I'd have, I'd have shoehorned Dennis in anywhere if I could have just got right, him on the side. Right back. Yeah, well, possibly right back. Maybe Gary has to take a little bath, and uh, Dennis can do a job back there. Yeah, love it. Okay, so what I thought was going to be a very controversial um, team selection is really boiled down to controversy in only two positions, uh, three positions. Well, two and a half positions, we'll say. Goalkeeper, we have Peter Smichael. Right back, we have Gary Neville. Left back, we have Ashley Cole. Centre backs, we have Rio Ferdinand and Sol Campbell. Right midfield, we have Cristiano Ronaldo. Left midfield, we have Ryan Giggs. Central midfield, Paul Scholes and Steven Gerrard. And up front, we've got Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer. Happy with that, guys? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Looks like that, my list. <laughs> so there it is, the 1 to 11. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. If you did, please rate and review. And if you didn't, then don't worry about it. Agree or disagree with the selections? Get in touch with us. Just search for the Team Sheetcast on both Twitter and Facebook. The boys have told me to say, though, that if you did disagree with them, you would be wrong. That's their words, not mine. If you liked this, please check out the other podcasts on the Views from a Sofa Network, including That Movie List Podcast, the Wrestling Predictcast podcast and From the Canvas podcast. Thanks to our producer Ben and to you for listening. This has been The Team Sheet.